Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Before you drift off into one of our meditations or dive into a podcast interview, I would like to share with you one of the new opportunities for our listeners at The Mindful Movement. This is Sarah Raymond, and I'm so excited to announce the expansion of our coaching services to include two of my good friends and excellent coaches, Nikki Dyer and Laura Cannon. Both Nikki and Laura provide their own unique skill sets, allowing us to meet the needs of our growing audience. If you want to learn more, just follow the coaching link in the show notes. As always, we are grateful for your support and look forward to working with you. Hello, and welcome to the Mindful Movement Podcast. I'm your host, Les Raymond. Thanks for tuning in. Got a solo sewed here today. Something been on my mind, so I figured I'd get it out there. I wanted to talk today a little bit about relationships, in real life relationships, encounters with real people when you're face-to-face or at least in the same room. There was a while there where these seemed to be fairly rare due to the nature of the worldwide events going on. It's nice that getting more people time, but foundationally, we are a tribal species, and these last few years, I feel like, has poured a little gasoline on the fire in that regard. The media is probably largely to blame to making it worse, and many things that we think about, not necessarily deal with, but think about, or, you know, in the, in our field of awareness somehow are viewed through some political or tribal lens, if, if you will. And what I'm noticing, I notice this at the day job when I'm encountering people where you can tell that there's differing beliefs, which I don't remember ever really being a real issue back in the day, like being in the room and having a pleasant conversation with someone that just felt differently about things. And now I notice like attention and it's probably just in my head, but it's something I notice. And I don't have the best history of managing the expression of my opinions on things that I have strong opinions about. To make matters worse, I have strong opinions about a lot of things. Now, I don't typically share those things here on the podcast because I don't really feel that that's what this podcast is about. I really try to empower folks to play a larger role in their sense of well-being because I feel like as I've grown and learned how to do that, it's helped me in countless ways and I've used those strategies to help others and I find that process to be fulfilling. But now I notice myself in the room having discussions with people and there'll be something said that you realize this person feels very differently about something than I do. And I notice tensions like rise in my body. And there was a time where I probably would have said things that I later regret. And now I find that as I've practiced more self-awareness and self-reflection through my meditation process, more thinking about how I want to show up in the world for the people in my life, 
I'm noticing that I'm able to be the witness a little bit better. I'm noticing that I could sense, oh, this is happening. I'm feeling the the blood, you know, simmer. And I can more consciously like stay calm and not let like thoughts or beliefs interfere with a relationship, especially an encounter in real time of that relationship. Like we have to remember that the thoughts that we have are not us, and even the beliefs we have are not necessarily us, though obviously the us, the you that you are, is going to be expressed in a way where all that stuff is built in. You know, you can't live in this moment and ignore the cumulative momentum of all the previous moments in your life that led up to this moment. But we grow, we change, we learn, hopefully. And I notice I'm learning to I wouldn't say manage my emotions, but see them more clearly with a, another extra few seconds of advanced notice so that I can manage the moment in real life with a person a little bit more skillfully. And I'm grateful for that, that piece of growth that I am continuing to manifest, though it feels like a never-ending slow uphill grind that shows me a little promise for myself and hopefully for others too. We are not our thoughts. We are not our ideas. We are not our beliefs. We are not our emotions. They are a part of us. But now that I am in the room with more people on a more regular basis and having these encounters, I'm finding it an opportunity to practice compassion and understand that everybody feels differently about all kinds of things. And everybody has their own reasons for that. I live in a politically charged area, being uh, physically close to Washington, D.C., and one thing that I've noticed is there's a lot of people that feel, I would say, one side of the aisle. They, they place themselves firmly on one side of the aisle, political aisle, which I think that whole system is uh, unfortunate and silly and not humans' best work creating. But what's interesting to me is when people complain about ideas or beliefs or individuals or groups on the other side, they do it in a way that they think they know why other people feel the way they do, but they don't. Because if you talk to people on the other side, like when I travel or something, and you ask them about that, their answers are so different when you ask something like, why do you feel that way? How'd you get there? Tell me how you got there. And then they will, of course, do the same thing. You know, they will other the others and act as if they know why the other side feels the way they do. And of course, they're going to be wrong. And yeah, I think uh, media, social media, corporate media, whatever you want to call it, makes that whole process worse. Technology can make it better, but right now it's still in the phase of making it worse. And I think eventually it has a real opportunity to make it better. So that'll be interesting to see how that might unfold in the future. I recently saw a series that I highly recommend on Netflix called Chimp Empire. And it was interesting because you saw some of these, these uh, concepts that we experience as humans play out in their world. And for those that don't know, Chimp Empire is a four-part series where they've been documenting this tribe or a couple tribes of chimpanzees in an area called Ngogo. I think I'm saying that right. 
and the imagery, the videography is stunning. The way they capture the emotions of these animals is is absolutely first rate. And I love watching animals and I I love the big apes and I just find it fascinating to watch kind of how they go they do everything, you know. Um, you know, the human like features and just how expressive, but this took it to another level. This series really took that to another level, the way that they were able to convey what goes on within these tribes. And it was surprisingly political. And the hierarchies that permeate these tribes were so real. And it was fascinating. And one thing that stood out was how much the chimps cared for each other. You know, a big part of their life is grooming each other. And they relate it to their form of talking, like their form of conversation is grooming. And it matters politically who grooms you and who you are grooming and such, because there's a hierarchy within the tribe. And that allows for all kinds of dynamics to emerge within these individual and group relationships within the tribe. And they're very caring creatures and generally docile creatures. But because of political pressures and, and stresses within the hierarchies, they at times will like lash out and they will turn on each other within the tribe. And then from tribe to tribe, you see something very similar that we see in humans where they go on their life peacefully and they acknowledge borders that separate them, imaginary lines on the map, essentially. And individually, these tribes live a, a fairly lavish lifestyle with unlimited food, living primarily on ripe fruit with a side dish of monkey which is, uh, was kind of interesting to see. I didn't really know that they did that. But when there's a growing population within a tribe, it creates a stress. It creates a, a burden to acquire resources to meet the demand of the growing tribe. So when the resources are then threatened, the tribes turn on each other and they other them. The others become othered. And their sense of value plummets to zero. And they will strike with violence as if it's nothing. Like as if it's just another part of the daily activities. Just the thing you have on your to-do list. You have to expand your territory. And if there's a fellow ape that resides on the other side of the line, they are allowed to be taken out with aggression. And it just made me think about what people do. Like... Individually, people are great, and I believe in the individual. And then as we form groups, you know, there's all these dynamics that emerge. And as groups get larger, there's these different pressures that emerge and different stresses. And food scarcity has is, is definitely been one uh, if you look back at the history of civilizations. And when people are under pressure, under stress, they're not their best. They're not their best. And I know personally in my past when I've been in an encounter with somebody that I felt was some kind of uh, different, like did have a different belief system, I would find myself 
getting fired up a little bit. It may be not being able to show up in the world that moment the way I really hope that I can, like not being as nice, essentially, in some way. And that might be just the angle in which I say something, the tone in my voice, a snarky remark, sarcasm, you know, it could show up fairly subtle. And now I'm having these fresh opportunities to encounter people more often that do feel differently with a different approach because of, I feel like the work I've done for myself and hope to inspire others to do, I feel like I'm just a little bit better at it. You know, of course, uh, still a lot of runway in front of me to get even better, but I feel like I'm making a little progress where I could still have a really friendly, helpful encounter, even though there's a difference in beliefs, even if those differences might be pretty big differences and pretty strong beliefs. And honestly, I find that to be optimistic, both for myself, but it also gives me hopes as how does technology unfold going forward in a way to support that type of awareness for people on a more uh, like larger population level, where we can over time reduce the amount of othering that we express. Because to some degree, that is probably hardwired into us. And I think you could kind of see that when you watch these apes and the way they live. Like there's a reason we do that to others that served us in the course of surviving our life experience over thousands or millions of years. But in this day and age, that ability or that human nature, that part of us probably isn't very useful. So these are just some thoughts I've been having lately, and I wanted to get them out, just my form of journaling. Uh, One, for selfish reasons, just to get them from the inside out, and two, in hopes to maybe inspire someone else to look more closely inward and see if there's a light you could shine on your own experience, where if you find yourself in real life, in relationship with another human being that you feel is different, as we all are, nobody's going to be exactly the same, that it could be an opportunity to learn more about what's going on internally for you and how you could recognize that whatever is going on isn't necessarily you. It's like feelings and emotions and thoughts and ideas, and they don't necessarily have to run the show in the moment that you actually express yourself through words or facial expressions or body mannerisms towards the other, that you could still be loving, friendly, kind, compassion, helpful, whatever the values are that are important to you in the midst of differences, even if they seem like big differences. So that's it today. That'll wrap it up. I hope you enjoyed this. And I hope everybody has a great day.